Hello, and welcome to episode 5 of Cadence Podcast. Today I'm joined by Brett Tizon. Brett is a multi-instrumentalist who plays in various bands around Winnipeg. He plays guitar and sings in Ivory Waves, he plays guitar in Black Cloud, and he plays bass in Living Color. On the show today, we talk about Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers by Wu-Tang Clan, and how this album has influenced Brett by getting him into hip-hop as a genre. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, hello, and welcome to Cadence Podcast. Uh, I am joined today by Brett Tizon. Brett, thank you for coming on to the show today. Thanks for having me. So on Cadence, we break down kind of one album, one specific album that has influenced you or impacted you in your life, whether it's through your music or through your personal life or whatever. Um, so for you, that album is Enter the Wu-Tang, uh, 36 Chambers by Wu-Tang Clan. So I guess we'll just start off with why is that the record that's influenced you most and in what ways has it kind of impacted your life? Uh, it was definitely the first album that like really got me into listening to hip-hop because before that, I never really delved into rap or anything like that much. Like I do all the hits, obviously, and stuff, and like listen to Kanye a little bit, but never uh, really, I guess I was, I, was, I was listening to like hardcore and like, I don't know, even like metalcore and like just a lot of rock-based stuff. And I'd never, uh, yeah, I'd never really, like, delved into rap, I guess, until that album. I started listening to it. I checked it out at first in, like, grade 10, probably. And then I, like, I, I kind of liked it, but I wasn't super into it. And then I started listening to it again, uh, like, towards the end of grade 12. And then, I don't know why, it's just, like, a whole new, like, version of my ears. were just like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is so good. And then, yeah, based, now I just listen, I listen to a lot of hip-hop now. Yeah, so it's kind of like impacted your music taste and kind of like expanded your yeah definitely horizons. Yeah, I used to be uh, even yeah I guess like it would impact my playing a little bit and just just by like I don't know I like a little bit more groove now than before, whereas before it was just kind of straight rock stuff. But now yeah. like because there's know. a lot of that in hip hop that I I didn't I didn't realize either because I was similar where I didn't I kind of got into it later on like kind of near graduation really mm-hmm. high school. And I was surprised with like how much, like especially in the production in, in hip hop, like yeah. there's so much there. I always thought it was just like generic, like, you know, you just throw something together. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, I was really surprised <clears throat> by that for sure. And even with Enter the Wu-Tang, I was similar where it's like, yeah, you know, you know, Cream, you know, some of the big hits, but like a lot of those like tracks like Tears and like oh. the, the last song, the um, 36 Chambers Part 2 or whatever, it's yeah. like, so tight that I just never really, yeah. Oh, it's just like a whole new, uh, Especially, yeah, just hip-hop production in general is, like, you got to have a different ear for it. It's crazy how talented those people are. Like, that's something I I would, well, I strive to, yeah, just, like, to work towards because it's so different than, like, recording regular instruments, I guess, and stuff. Mm -hmm. For sure. So did you, did you you like a lot of, like, their solo stuff after? Like, obviously, like, they had... 36 Chambers, and then mm. they, their second album was pretty big as well. And mm. then they kind of, you know, stopped. Yeah, I really, yeah. It's too bad, because, like, I, I like, 36 Chambers is, like, clearly their best album. Right? Uh, and then yeah. they kind of, like, Wu-Tang Forever is good, too. It's, yeah. But it's not it's not a banger, like, front to back, like, Enter mm. uh, the Wu-Tang is. Yeah. But I I would say I like their solo stuff more than their, uh, like, subsequent group albums, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, the first one, obviously, uh, just everything clicked. 
But then, you know, mm. like they all had, like well, most of them, you know, like obviously Jizza had like Liquid Swords, oh, which is so yeah, good. It's amazing. And Ghostface had um, like Supreme Clientele. Yeah. Big one and I liked uh, Supreme Clientele and uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Something like that. And then uh, Raekwon. Uh, well, only built for Cuban Links. Cuban Links was sick. Well. Yeah, yeah, that was also very good. And then, Re- I mean, Rizza was just like, I guess I, I don't really know too much, but I guess he was mm-hmm. mainly just kind of production. Yeah, production. I guess, yeah, he didn't really rap as much as the other boys. Yeah, even on that on that record, it yeah. wasn't as much. But he, uh, have you, do you ever listen to Gravediggers? No. They're sick. It's like uh, Rizza, Prince Paul. Forget And there's like another dude, Grim Reaper. I don't know, but it's just like a few guys that's like all... I don't know. It's, but RZA raps more in it. And it's oh, okay, really yeah. Because yeah. he's, he's pretty good. And he's, he did some work with Kanye, like, around, like, right. Dark yeah, Fantasy yeah. and stuff. He had quite a bit of good stuff in there, too. Um, so, kind of on that, do you have, like, a favorite member? Like, <sighs> whether, like, yeah. in, in Wu-Tang, <laughs> like, on Enter the, um, um, the Wu-Tang or kind of solo? I would say... <laughs> it's tough. Oof. That's so hard. I think my favorite member in general... It's probably just Ghostface. Yeah. I don't know. I just like his flow and his voice, mm-hmm. like the way it sounds. He's but so <laughs> on that, on Enter the Wu-Tang specifically, I feel like, I don't know. I got to think who like, who my favorite verses are. Probably, yeah, it's probably still Ghostface or like mm-hmm. Jizza or Inspector Deck, honestly. Inspector Deck was really good. He's got some underrated verses. He was, not, was that on um, and, um, Wu-Tang Forever Triumph? Yeah, I think he had the first. That's the first that one, was, like atomically oh, so Socrates good. philosophies. Oh, so it's sick. so good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, and that's something like you know, I, w- I wish that you can kind of uh, like go back and like listen to it like as it came out, like at the time when you didn't know about any of these. Because mm-hmm. even before I I first listened to this album, like I had known who Wu Tang Clan was, and I had heard names like Ghostface Killer and RZA, and I'd heard yeah. these names. I just hadn't. Me too. Um, old, I, yeah. old dirty bastard. But then it's like listening to it like. It's like one big cipher, pretty much, like the album yeah. and the way that they all—they're so different from each other that you can I, like identify exactly, like exactly. Like obviously, yeah. Ghostface is always aggressive. Um, ODB is always like <laughs> he's just crazy all over the place. He's <laughs> yeah, not necessarily yeah. the most like lyrical guy, yeah. on, in the group, but uh-huh. he just like provides that. Jizza, I think, is like in terms of like just like lyric, like cunning. He's a smart. He's oh, he's the genius. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is. yeah. <laughs> and then Method Man's more like you know, like he's back. so smooth. Yeah. yeah, they actually, yeah, they actually kill that uh, description of like the entire clan. And was it, is it before Protecting oh, Neck? I think yeah, when I talked yeah, to the guy on the radio. Skit. There's a lot more skits on that because I had kind of you know I had I hadn't really listened to the album like front to back in, a, in you know a while mm-hmm. until like you know you said that this was your album, so I kind of went back and revisited it. Mm-hmm. And I'd forgot how much like funny like skits it's there so, are. And, like, yeah. It's so animated. Like you know, people might think if you're just listening to it without any context, you might think it's like a little over the top <laughs> and not so violent. But it's like yeah. it's like a movie where like yeah, obviously exactly. it's not like it's it's like an animated thing. Uh-huh. Like it's like so at the good, beginning of yeah. Method Man when they do that whole little torture <laughs> sketch thing. Like so obviously good. like yeah. yeah, it's so funny. I don't know. They just like yeah, that's true about their personalities though. Like they really do shine. Even through their verses, mm-hmm. but yeah, especially in the skits too. Yeah, but like uh, I was gonna say, yeah, they're uh, like Method Man is he's probably like the member that I haven't listened to his solo stuff. I guess yeah, like the neither. most. I don't know. I, I, I checked out to Cal and I, I don't love it as much as I thought I would mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah, but it might be like another case of you know me having to come back to it in a few years and like that's true. I should go back to Method Man more because he has mm-hmm. that just like super laid back. Like, yeah, party. like I love his verses and like his features and everything else mm-hmm. are amazing. Like every. I think he did. Yeah. He, I think he did the hook on Cream, right? 
cash rules okay. everything. It sounds like him. Creepy. Sometimes it's hard because yeah, they I are think also so, yeah. raspy and gritty. God. Yeah, um, I think it's so, yeah. And yeah, obviously, you know, it had such an Im- the, the, the album had such a big influence on hip-hop as a genre mm-hmm. as well. It's such a weird uh, style. It's so like, yeah, I guess everyone says it's so raw because mm-hmm. it is. I don't know. It just sounds hard. Like, it's mm-hmm. sweet. And you could like you could tell that they really lived this this stuff and mm-hmm. they're just rapping about their experiences yeah. and a lot with like kind of what NWA did like in the West. Mm-hmm. But I think this album kind of paved the way for like like Nas and Jason yeah, and, like the New York. The yeah, New with York. oh man, I'll, I'll always be East Coast. I think life, so too. I think. Like oh, the, actually, West, the West has that like nice funk, but mm-hmm. um, the, I, I think like lyrically, like if you're gonna like Illmatic mm-hmm. and like Jay's first album and just oh, yeah, the, 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 like lyrically and the flows, I. Yeah, I love their the, their the, flow is just like really unmatchable. It's they're so good at rapping in New York, and like uh, I, I really like the jazz samples that they use in East Coast music. Mm-hmm. Whereas like that's like one problem I had with NWA <clears throat> is obviously they're like super influential and uh, like groundbreaking, but I because obviously I wasn't there in the '80s, so I no, I wasn't there for it. <laughs> but like now listening to it back after having heard other rap, it's just like. Obviously, their flow is kind of whack, like in the '80s, compared yeah. to like Wu Tang or something, you know. Yeah, but sure. I'll still, yeah. They're the funk side of the production, though, is very cool. Mm-hmm. I will say that's like something I really appreciate about uh, modern West Coast hip hop, especially with like all those Top Dog guys, like Kendrick and yeah. uh, J Rock and like Schoolboy. They're very. I like. I think they're killing it right now the most, even more than yeah. like the New York boys. I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and I think on Enter the Wu-Tang, something that kind of gets overlooked a little bit, I think, is the production, which mm. is, like, it's fair because mm. it's obviously such a... People are paying attention to the, yeah, to the so verses. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and that's a cool. lot of the beats, I think, are just, um, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, nice, nice, smooth things to, to rap over. Mm. Um, I like uh, just the weird, the weirdness of every beat. Yeah, it is. It is like, yeah. it's kind of, like, ugly sounding, but mm-hmm. it fits so well. Yeah. It's so good. And then I do like some of the sampling, like... On cream, like that sample's unreal. Oh, or on smooth, um, yeah. uh, uh, canopy, it's so simple. Or I'll, I'll be so simple. Oh yeah, like the, the little Gladys Knight thing at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, even on tears, <coughs> the laughter. Yeah. So good. Oh like, man. Um, yeah. So I think that that's something that kind of does get. I don't really know who the main like who had the hand in the production the most on. I think RZA. I think RZA's like, the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the mastermind the behind the beats. Yeah, for sure. So are there like. Um, certain tracks that kind of stand out to you, like when you kind of first heard it or when you when you had heard it and now kind of getting into hip-hop, was there like certain tracks that just like did it for you or was it just kind of the whole album as a whole that just did it? Definitely, uh, obviously, Bring to Ruckus, like from oh, the yeah. beginning, I was like, ooh, this is cool. Catch the blast of a hype verse. My clock burst, leaving a hearse. I did worse. I come rough. Jump like an elephant tusk. Your head rough. Fly like Egypt. It's kind of like, I don't know, rap is kind of like hardcore in that set. Yeah, you know, they have like the same energy or a similar energy, I'd say. And then uh, The Mystery of Chess Boxing. I was very yeah. into that track as well when I first started listening to it again. That first verse is yeah. just so good. Uh, everyone's Everybody verse on it is it. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's just a hard sounding song. Roar 
I'ma give it to you with no trivia. Roll like cocaine straight from Bolivia. My hip hop will rock and shock the nation like the Emancipation Proclamation. We MCs approach with slang is dead. Them eyes are running to the wall and bang your head. I push a force, my force you're doubting. I'm making devils cower to the yeah. And then Cream, obviously, it's just like so smooth. But I would say probably yeah, my standard tracks are. Honestly, probably like chess boxing is probably my favorite. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good track. <laughs> so, everyone's got uh, it's like the perfect verse for everybody on yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And that's something like the, there's it's so raw, so gritty like the album. But then they do you know also go into a lot of just personal topics and and a lot of the stuff. Even like Kareem is just it's that, mm-hmm. I know that acronym is just so iconic. <laughs> yeah. Like this is you know you hear that yeah. all the time now in hip hop. That's like uh. I don't know if it, it's, it's got to be, like, somewhat semi-autobiographical, I feel for like, sure. for those guys. Yeah, and that's why someone listening to it, um, you know, may, who might not even be, um, you know, that into hip-hop or anything, they might not just understand that that's not, like, this is, they're rapping kind of what they're living, you know? Mm. Like, this is how... This <laughs> yeah, is how it's not just like guys rapping about, like, you know? living lavishly, yeah. or, like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. And that's it's interesting how that's kind of the album that got you, like, Super into hip hop. So, what, what mm-hmm. was it about it? Do you think was it just the raw, like the rawness of it, that really got? I think yeah, down? it was mostly the energy of it and like the production was just so different than what I'd been used to hearing. Because like, obviously with uh, sampling, it's like it's almost impossible to play a lot of those things sometimes on real instruments. So like, it's just a whole different feel than listening to uh, recorded instruments. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I don't know. The drums are just like so heavy and the samples they use are so uh i don't know it, it's it sounds like it uh like all of it belongs in an old movie i guess because they I use old samples that that's probably yeah why. that helps but but like yeah i don't know yeah just like the overall uh atmosphere of the album mm-hmm. i really got into and I, I do see the kind of um the crossover t- crossover between something like this and like a lot of like the early punk and stuff that mm. was going on where it's just so rebellious and like yeah. angry and it kind of it is like the new punk. I feel I, like hip hop. You know, I think it's Kanye. The, like a couple of years ago, and had that huge rant where it's like rock or rap is the new rock. <laughs> it's like okay, but when you think about it, though, like it kind in, of is. in the twenty first century, yeah. like where we are now, I kind of agree that yeah. it's like that's the one that's the genre that's been kind of making the most social statements and mm-hmm. it's pushing the boundaries in terms of production. Like a lot of yeah. these groups, like Death Grips or whatever, are just like oh yeah, all over the place. Yeah, with their, their, they're blurring and there's the lines. Not, you don't sure. get like. And I mean, I there's there's a lot of rock I still really like, and a lot of like alternative stuff that I really like, but it's not um, it's not in the mainstream like it was. Yeah, like back obviously in the seventies, like yeah, okay, the, obviously it controlled, it was pushing, um, you know, social statements, like especially with the Vietnam War, all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. it's so bland now. Like, yeah. Like well, these, yeah. There's, like the there's char- nothing. Like charts like Billboard charts for rock are just. Oh like, man, it's dead. Yeah. Like, cause uh, I can't even rem- remember like the last time I heard a straight up rock song on the radio, like. Probably 2005. Yeah, <laughs> or totally. But like now you look at it, uh, all the, the arena shows, like all the ones that are sold out are like, they're all like, they're all rappers. Mm-hmm. It's all like Drake and Travis Scott and stuff and all yeah, those guys. Yeah, because they're just bringing that energy that like, and I mean, when you go to Travis Scott's show, like it's pretty much just him wilding out and yelling for like yeah. a couple hours, which is like, looks like it's a ton of fun. I haven't been too Travis. Yeah. I saw him when he actually he opened up for the weekend here, but it was like pretty simple. Oh, he really? I didn't know he opened yeah, up for the weekend. Yeah, but he only played school, like a yeah. fifteen or twenty minute set because his stage got like <sighs> took at the border or something. I think like that's happened to him a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like even uh, 
I heard that when he came to Oshiega, he's like, I think he just played like Lollapalooza or some some fest in the states, and then he was like two hours late for his set at Lollapalooza or in uh, Oshiega because so it's, like, it's the border it's stuff. Yeah. That's crazy, but it's it's so true how it's just I think that that's really pushing the. There hasn't been a rock um, um, kind of revolution in a while. Like obviously mm-hmm. there was you know the the socially conscious stuff in the '60s and then '70s was you know there was just some a lot of classic hard rock and then the 80s was like the hair mm. stuff 90s was like grunge and that kind of mm. stuff even 2000s kind of had the pop punk like you know blink and yeah well you know, still love it mcr oh so yeah. good you first so good uh-huh. but like in the 2010s i can't really really define yeah like all the best stuff. rock bands now i feel like aren't really straight up rock mm-hmm. like i, I yeah, still I like to listen to like some indie rock bands and like uh yeah some hardcore bands or, like i don't know it's kind of weird it's all Blurring the lines now. Yeah. And now it's just Imagine Dragons has weird. like five songs a year on the top yeah. ten. Like it's, yeah, exactly. It's wild. <laughs> so what kind of um, – did you have any other albums like around – like in the you know mid-'90s, like hip-hop albums that kind of also mm. impacted you? Like, you know, obviously I guess you were saying more like East Coast, like Nas. Mm. Stuff, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Illmatic's so yeah. tight. <laughs> so what, like, what kind of differentiates like this one more than – some of the other ones. Uh, I would say probably, oof, probably the production still. I think it's like they got a really unique uh, aesthetic with like the kung fu and all that stuff, you know. But um, I guess, yeah, probably just the production. But even though, like, uh, I got into uh, Mob Deep also like, around the same time and stuff. But then, because they have like similar kind of. Uh, they have similar styles, I feel like. It's both that raw, gritty, like, sampled production, I guess, but... Yeah, the Mob Deep production's really good, too. Mm-hmm. I would sure say, uh... Wait, sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> Just, like, what's, di- like, what's like differentiated, like, like something like Enter the Wu-Tang apart oh, right, from okay. kind of the contemporaries at the time? Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, probably the production, the production and their personalities, of course. Like, yeah, it's really... it helps when it's it's almost, like, nine... Like and they're and they're MCs, right? Like these guys are like uh-huh. real good. Like, yeah. I, I can't I can't think of another uh-huh. kind of group um, that had this kind of impact, like a hip hop yeah. group, like you oh, know, yeah. like a Sugar Hill Gang or mm-hmm. whatever. But that was like early, like proto. Yeah. <laughs> but like even since then, like any any group, like even like when um, Odd Future had their thing a few years yeah. ago, like not all of them were that good. No, like, it's was not the three same. Three or four, and then the rest were just kind of there. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas these guys were like nine. MCs, yeah, who were they're all so good. good. Yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, their personalities actually do play like a huge part because uh, even they're like cartoon characters, kind of. For sure. Like even the way they look, <laughs> like when you see them all in pictures, <laughs> yeah. like it's like, oh, there's like a bunch of tall ones, a bunch of round guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Like Raekwon and Ghost are both like just like yeah, big <laughs> yeah. They're the big, they're the big boys. It's true. And then ODB's got the crazy hair, obviously. Yeah. You know, like that was too bad he couldn't. Um, Oh yeah, R.I.P. Would have been sick. His um, because that his solo album was real good too. Return of Thirty Six Chambers yeah. is very sick too. Those, yeah. I think that was his only one. Eh? Mm-hmm. And then he died. I think yeah, I think so. But that album is really wild. <clears throat> he uh, I definitely like his verses more on uh, Thirty Six Chambers, mm-hmm. but like, it's fun. I I, I appreciate uh, the wildness of his solo album because he just like. I feel like uh, uh, Wu-Tang, like Enter the Wu-Tang was kind of him like easing up and like kind of, you know, playing in, or like playing the, you know, just kind of being, oh, what am I trying to say here? It's kind of like a secondary. 
He's he's just like trying to fit the track, I guess. But then like on uh, uh, on his solo thing, return, it's just like all out. He like, kind of has free range. Yeah, he just does not yeah. care. It's yeah. wild. That's true because I guess yeah, on on thirty six chambers, like you know, enter the Wu Tang, he has to. <clears throat> it's it's a it's a group effort, right? So they all yeah. kind of have to say in what what they're mm. gonna do, and the, he can't just come on, on like, <laughs> yeah. any sort of track and like like if yeah. he came in on Cream or something and had this wild like. Um, like mystery of chess box and type yeah. it'd be like that just does not fit yeah no because he like honestly the, some of his stuff on his albums like sometimes it's just like not coherent or like it doesn't sound <laughs> yeah, that's true. like that sometimes you know? yeah it's amazing but yeah it's not the same sure. yeah yeah for sure um i think that like the hooks are pretty tight on edge of the booting like mm-hmm. i think that they, they make solid very catchy, very uh-huh. catchy hooks for sure Cream, like, especially, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then just get, like, right in your head. Yeah. Even on, like, uh, um, Can It Be So Simple, where it's, like, when when they go back and forth, it's, like, dedicated to the winners and the Oh, yeah. So good. Dedicated then, to all Jeeps and Land Cruises. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know oh, I forgot about that. Because yeah. I think Raekwon is, has the first verse on that. Uh, I don't know who's going back and forth with them. That's yeah. the thing is sometimes it's, like, they are so um, recognizable, but sometimes... Mm-hmm. They just, like... I do get... I feel, yeah, I feel like I get Raekwon and Ghostface mixed up sometimes. But Ghostface's got the like, he's got the high pitched, like the he highest pitched voice, and the Rick, I don't know, Rick Wong kind of sounds like he always <laughs> yeah. got like food in his mouth or something. He does, and he's like raspy. Eh? Yeah, I guess he's he the chef. Get a plate yeah, yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that yeah, their their personalities on that are just so good. So I think that's kind of, and, and also like, I think what's made them stick around is how they were able to have such successful solo careers and that's mm-hmm. brought people kind Definitely. of back yeah. to them as a group because yeah as a group they really had the one classic mm-hmm. and then the second one was people you know mm-hmm. good it was like a solid it was a sol- yeah, yeah. solid album exactly and then kind of from then like I don't even know if I can name another I don't, I don't even know album. what came after is it like Iron Flag or, or the W yeah and then they had one more recently right the uh, it was like a couple oh, years ago or something was it like a Better Tomorrow yeah Better Tomorrow yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one yeah yeah, it's just it didn't capture the same feeling as the the original, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's 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 just so impressive to me that they've been able to, you know, stick around for so long after only having, mm-hmm. you know, one or two. But I think I think it's because of that solo work. Yeah, definitely. And their recognizable like you know respect as uh-huh. solo artists. That is. Yeah. I appreciate that because then that allows them to keep. And just yeah, uh, I think also like their, uh, just their pop culture like. I don't know if it's like an influence, but uh, I definitely only heard of them because of Dave Chappelle when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so For then sure. I, I'd always like, uh, you know, that Wu-Tang financial skit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, that's like all I knew about Wu-Tang for so long. And then I was just so like, long. oh, this is like just like some bunch of funny guys. They're just like a, yeah. a comedy group. <laughs> I didn't realize they're like a hip hop group until yeah. like I started listening to them. Yeah. I guess then that's, you know, as, as artists age, you just, I don't know, and there's new crop. You know, you're just mm-hmm. not in it. You know, even like yeah. Jay Z is now a meme in a lot of these. Yeah, that's true. Whereas in like the '90s, it's like he's like that guy. Yeah, he's Jay Z. Jay's Jay, and now it's kind of like you know, when he drops an album, people are like, okay, we'll yeah. respect him. But he's like, oh, he's that, he's that funny guy on the jet ski. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy married to Beyonce. Um, <laughs> so would you say that this is, um, like your favorite album ever? Ooh, or is it just? Ever. Or it's is definitely it, one of them. It's just sure. one you would say has impacted you because it's obviously brought you into hip hop. Yeah, but I definitely it's. I would say both. Oh, it's not my favorite. Mm. I don't even know if I have a favorite album ever anymore. It's hard because yeah. you're like, obviously with your music, you play so many different, you know, uh, styles. It always changes, yeah. Exactly. So it's hard to, you, 
I'm sure you, there's not really many genres no, that yeah. you dislike. So. It's definitely in my top five albums of all time, yeah. for sure. But you say it's your favorite hip-hop album, probably. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. It's, oh, man. It's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> so, and then, like, your your favorite thing from the album is the production, eh? Probably, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I keep going back and forth now that I'm, like, like thinking about the verses and stuff. Like, oh, man, this, these are these are amazing, too. But I'd say overall, yeah, the production is probably, like, what drew me to it yeah. initially, I would say. And I also appreciate how it's, like, a pretty tight album. Like, there's not much on there that there isn't there isn't anything on there that sh- like shouldn't be there yeah like there's there, not there's much no filler, filler. No. like i guess you could consider the skits as filler but i think that you Maybe. need them like they i think so too gives the album so much character and some of them are, i think it's before tears where it's actually pretty serious about the guy that got shot and he's like oh I got shot. like um oh man there's the one uh oh, it's before so do you think he's uh, uh what do you, what, uh yeah i'll swear on here that? or no yeah. oh yeah go for it <laughs> he's like <laughs> Uh, yo, man, like, Shamik just got busted his head two times, God. Yeah. And then, uh, he's like, oh, is he, is he, is he, is he dead? Is he yeah. dead? The fuck what, what you mean? Is he fucking dead? <laughs> so funny. That's a good one. <laughs> I forget what, what song is that before. That's before, uh, it's like in the middle. It's before, um. And then they kind of all, and then I can't tell. I if, what the title is. I can't tell if, like, some of these are part of, like, the intro to a song or yeah. at, at the end of yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. That one, uh, you just have it on and you're not really paying attention to like yeah it's just it all flows is. like super yeah. nicely like that yeah but yeah that's definitely something I appreciate and I think it's kind of gotten away in I don't want to say just in hip hop but I guess in music in general with streaming where it's just people just load on like Drake will load on like 25 songs mm. it's like obviously oh, you God, don't need 25 songs the, my biggest problem with Drake's albums is they're way too long I think like if you were to just cut cut out like on Scorpio like on that last album mm. you had if you would have cut out Maybe nine songs. Like Honestly, it yeah, been real good. I agree. I just t- like, even take care, which was my favorite. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of songs in there that I felt like just didn't have to be on there. And if yeah. he would have cut that out, it could have been. But I don't know if I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I can't go inside his head. But I don't know mm-hmm. if he cares about making like a classic album. I don't know how much he cares <laughs> I, yeah, about like. His, I don't know if he That's needs the critical acclaim yeah. or if it's just like you know he's but, gonna if he puts on or Migos if they put uh, on that many songs they're yeah. gonna make a lot of money because that's true. The most. I guess people yeah people do just like leave it on and then it just streams. Yeah, that's that's got to be why right? Like I I can't imagine that like he would think that like having twenty five songs on an album be like okay no this is perfect this is a perfect length yeah like, exactly. this is this is a masterpiece like, no obviously it's no. gonna be way shorter than that and like because God God's plan came out so long before that album came out mm-hmm. so he could have just like cut that like he had because um, mm-hmm. that came out with like, two songs there was that in the diplomatic oh, yeah. community right right he didn't right. put that one on there no but yeah that's God's true because it's a big song or yeah. on views when that was a couple years earlier uh-huh. um he had done Hotline Bling. And yeah. It was a huge and like a year later, Views came out. And then he put yeah. Hotline Bling as like yeah. the last song. <laughs> and it's like, you obviously did that because uh, of the streams and it's popular. And yeah. I think like if you put, I don't know if the streams carry over. They, I don't, uh, I don't know how that works. I don't, yeah, I don't know. They yeah. did for our album for like one, I don't know how it works. Oh, like for from that, your single yeah. and then you put it on. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, Jesse had to do a little finagling to oh, uh, yeah. to get that to happen. Yeah. But it worked out. Yeah. So I just, I just appreciate that, um, you know, a group like Wu-Tang and because the, and I guess because they had nine guys they could make they, they'd be able to come up with a lot of material to make mm. more than a, I don't even know how many songs are on there it's pretty short like 10, it's like 11, 11 I think yeah. songs yeah they could have made that an easily like a 20 song oh record, yeah sure with yeah with like the verses they have in their head and like yeah. Rizzo has probably so many beats that he's just like never oh, yeah. used so I appreciate and I think that that's kind of gone away a little bit I don't know if it's if it's the genre mm-hmm. or if it's just the kind of I think, where uh, music's going in general there's some 
like Earl's newest album, I feel like is that's true. Like, like I'm not saying every artist does yeah, it. Yeah. Like people, but the majority, I feel like yeah. Short. Or even when Kanye did those. Um, yeah, the yeah or the whatever. Seven song tracks yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's a good length. Or it's like yeah, I'm like I know I'm kind of like that was the one where I was like oh, I wish I wanted. I'm glad he didn't. Whereas like Twitch's album, like this is like perfect. Yeah, that's actually that was a great length. Yeah. 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 So I. I, I like how it was just a tight listen and mm-hmm. yeah for sure it's perfect yeah. front to back mm-hmm. what else can I say nice <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic if any of any of you haven't listened to Enter the Wu-Tang I, it. I advise you to listen to it and then you know and even read up on it because it's interesting seeing the history of and the context of it I'm really interested in like the context of mm-hmm. when albums were made and how it's right. impacted and it's such an influential album for that time period and yeah and then who would inspire I'm not saying like Wu-Tang made Nas, but it gave him, you know, the platform. Because I think that mm-hmm. was the first real album that put New York on the map, like New York hip-hop on the mm. map in the 90s. It's like definitely exploded. It's up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brett, for coming on today. Thanks so much for having me. It's a blast. Yeah. And again, I advise you all to go listen to the Wu-Tang. The Woo. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I also want to give a big thank you to Brett for coming on today and talking about this extremely influential album. Be sure to catch Brett live with one of his various bands. The atmosphere is always great. Be sure to follow and like Cadence at Cadence Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And thank you so much again for listening, and I'll see you next week.